podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hey everybody, this is Eric Morris, and you are listening to This Is Happening. We're on the road at the Nantucket Film Festival, and we have very special co-hosts with us. Today we are joined with the lovely Roberta Munri. Oh my god, I can't say it. Roberta Monroe. Roberta Monroe. You had to say Roberta Monroe. Just say Roberta Monroe. Monroe. I'm just having trouble with that. So anyway, anyway, we're here with Roberta Monroe, who's a lovely filmmaker and uh, writer, director, producer, film festival uh, veteran. Um, Just really lovely. And we are here also with Georgie Meehy, who is a Georgian friend with. We're about to launch it. Look out for it in July. We just picked her off the grass. <laughs> I did Carried have to her off lure the her from the beach with a drink. Yes. Georgie, Georgie, is a drink. Get up, get up, get up. We are at a very beautiful place, and we're here talking to Christine Torres, who's the producer of a short film that's here at the festival, uh, part of the Laugh Out Loud series, and it's called Clark. And Clark was written and well, co- maybe co-written and directed by Nelson Torres, your brother. Correct. And it is a very clever and funny. Really uh, funny. I loved it. You know, short. Uh, it's a it's a take on the Superman. You know, legend. And it's like, oh, you know, what if Clark Kent was like an obnoxious kid who just like whose parents are just like who's or just like, get him off our hands, and what if he's kidnapped? And anyway, it's, it's a very clever and funny, uh, well done short. We really liked it. So, Chris, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, first of all, for watching Clark, and I appreciate um, everybody who's able to watch like and enjoy it. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but, uh, I love, I love it. We all watched it. Some I did not get up. Some people, <laughs> I, I went to the second story. Some people in the comfort of our Thank you. Thank you. We had a lot of fun making it. We were um, we were really blessed with an amazing crew, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, it really all just starts at the top. Nelson really put together a filmmaking crew of really amazing people. I, of course, was uh, producing it, so I'm the boss. Well, yeah. Although he's my big brother. <laughs> And uh, so, nice but we had a good time. We had a good time. No, we're lucky. We have a. We're pretty close. I'm, I'm sure she is. I'm sure she is. She is. Georgie's met her. My sister. I love her. She's done one thing. I love your sister. She's done one thing. We're going in the morning. There you go. What more do you need? And she gave Georgie tennis whites. I'm wow. Dead. So that's a real stamp of approval. She's Is that, like, do you not get into Nantucket Club here without whites? They, they throw uh, you off the court if you're not wearing whites. Like what would Venus so, Williams do? Uh, well, they wear whites. Brian? I'm going to have an Anna Corner cut in my I prefer the Black Panther cat suit. I thought that was awesome. Me too. I don't like to have It's oppressive to be asked to wear white. Why? Be comfortable. Why are we doing that? You're running around and sweating, chasing after a ball. You should be comfortable. It's so antiquated. Whatever. 
Let's not trash the Sankity Beach Club, whatever it's called. <laughs> Mainly it's golf. That's well, what they do there. No. That's where you have to wear a green. I love to golf. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I do. Oh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't take you to golf at Sankity. I hate golf. I love golf. I love golf. Let's do. Let's do. Uh, we can. We can. Well, we're just gonna do tennis. I don't feel like golfing. You don't feel like golfing. Well, back. we can go. Well, I don't know when that's gonna happen. Okay, let's talk about the movie. Then. You can come back and golf with Kyle and other people. Yes, let's talk about the movie. So, so in addition to this film, Clark, you have made other films, and you're in the film business. You have a background as a lawyer back in the day, and you do some business with fair things, and you are very clever about how things get made, and, um, and, so, and so you're exactly the right person for Nelson Torres to have as a sister. <laughs> well, he seems to think that I was a, I'm a former prosecutor, so back in the day, back in the early 90s and mid-90s, I um, worked in Brooklyn. But um, Nelson thinks that that's license for him to go out and commit crime. So. <laughs> and I have to remind him that I'm not a defense attorney. I'm a prosecutor. I was more looking for crime. Don't do that. But you also just won a very big screenwriting competition with a project of your own at Stage 32. I do, yes. I'm a, I'm a, well... With Migra, which is the script that won oh, the Stage Grand 32, Jury Prize. Yeah. Uh, is this yeah. something you've made yet, or something that's in the works? Uh, well, I'm looking for people to make it. Um, but it was a script that I worked on for uh, probably about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, it's about oh, these. Migra? It's called Migra, which is the Spanish word for immigration. It's oh, about these yeah. two... Well, that's the theme for the weekend, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Congratulations on your visa. Georgia's visa application renewed, and uh, my mom was an immigrant, and uh, Migra, yeah, sure. I mean, and, well, it's about these two border guards okay. who uh, are working uh, in the Douglas, Arizona border crossing area, Agua Prieta, which is the other side of... Um, the U.S.-Mexico border and Douglas, which is the U.S. side of the border. Um, there is a giant tunnel that these two border guards find with a horrible, shocking, brutal crime. And uh, okay. before the and other, a bunch of money. well, before the, the before <laughs> before the cops. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Before the cops, um, be, you know, they call in the local cops to, to investigate the horrible murder that's happened there. Um, but before the cops get there, they enter one of the rooms and they see a giant pile of money. And on the spur of a moment decision, they decide, we're going to keep that money. So before the wow. cops get there. So they have to they have to hide the money and try and keep it. But the theme of Migra is really um, two people really can't keep a secret, right. one <laughs> or person. one person can, or two people can keep a secret. Only if one of them is dead, you know the only. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> two people can keep a secret if one is not alive. <laughs> are you a good secret keeper? I'm a lawyer, so people pay me to keep their secrets. Yes. Right. I'm a Scorpio, so we will... Yeah, I'm not saying that. I need to get mine, too. <laughs> no, and, I get that. I do the same. Yeah. So, and also, uh, one of the fun things about... I think, I mean, it's a it's a pretty serious crime drama, border 
you know, crime drama. But at the same time, it's kind of lighthearted in that, like, every time the two border guards go back to try and get their money, they hide it in the latrine. They stuff it in a bag. They throw it down the latrine. So it's like basically all this money is just sitting in shit. Mm. I don't know if I could say that on this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it's sitting in this big, a big giant pile of money is sitting a big giant pile of shit. Mm. And every time they try to go back for it, um, they are interrupted by one or another person. And, and the more, uh, the more they try to get the money, uh, the more they end up having to split it. Um, because every time they try to get the money, they get caught. So all of a sudden, you know, you have two people trying to keep a secret and then three people trying to keep a secret. And over the series, it's just like pretty soon everybody's in on it. And um, and and then you know hilarity ensues. Murder, mayhem, and then hilarity. Also, wait, wait, wait! But Chris just recently, as of yesterday, won or made it to the quarterfinals of the Holly Short screenwriting competition with another script. Oh, I'm having a very good year. What's that script called, though? And it's called that. The Cleanup Crew. That's it's awesome. a short script. I love that. It's a short script. It's called The Cleanup Crew, and I thought I would submit it to Holly Shorts because they're a really fantastic... Uh, festival and bellwether for whether or not a project is you know decent or not so I decided um, to submit to them and get some you know valuable feedback if it was crap then they would tell me you know go pound salt but uh, yesterday they announced their quarterfinalist and uh, I was um, I was lucky enough to be among one of them, and um, wow. I'm very grateful to Holly Shorts for being so really so great. kind. Um, and, and you know, what, one thing I love, and certainly Roberta knows a lot about this, like film festivals can be great incubators for projects. You know, where they, you know, especially like where we have the Nantucket Film Festival, I know. they focus on the writer. They do a screenwriting tribute every year, and they have a screenwriting lab. And people come here and actually, for a month, I think, like, you know, are mentored. Like, model, I'm sure, like what they do at Sundance and the Sundance Lab, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, Roberta knows a lot about. But um, it's, you know, if you're an aspiring writer and you want to get your work seen, seek out film festivals. Indeed. Especially Indeed. The ones that, yeah. Uh, yeah. that focus on the writer. Like Sundance, like Nantucket, like Well, here, I've been talking to writers here um, who have been part of this fellowship program, which seems to be really amazing. And um, uh, I was talking to a gentleman yesterday who was here for three weeks as part of the program, Mm -hmm. and he was developing a script. And in the culmination of it all, they get to read, uh, you know, some scenes aloud and get some really feedback to... Uh, and and that in and of itself is valuable because you know as a screenwriter, peers, like you know, feed, giving feedback about your material, and also to be in a beautiful setting. Yeah, oh, it's like stunning, stunning. Now. Nantucket it's is stunning. I mean, I mean, what I mean, what better place to be an artist than yeah. Nantucket Island? I mean, you have beauty. You have like uh, solitude, quiet, well, I really inspiration. Do in that. My, my dad currently, who is really our host in absentia here, uh, is he's on the board of a, a um, arts foundation in Bolliasco, Italy. Which, wow. if you've seen the movie um, Call Me by Your Name, I have. It's based on that. 
Andre Asimov oh, wrote his novel. That was a beautiful or movie. His novel there at yeah. the Boyasco Foundation, which my dad's on the board of. So and very lyrical. Choose the, she was on the board to choose the people who got these fellowships. Huh. And I think it's a really important thing for artists, you know, to have a place to. There, there's lots of places around the country where, where artists, writers retreats and things, whatever. Uh-huh. But it's great, you know, that these things exist to support creativity. You know, yeah. I mean. Oftentimes, yeah, as artists, you're working in a vacuum by yourself, right. particularly writing. Yes. So it's important to get. And when you get to come into these programs, or you create your own community. I mean, I think in Los Angeles and anywhere you can do that and have a writer's community. Yes. And they're doing like that. A writer's mean, workshop, mm, writer's group. Mm, like this, re- this recent, you know, like stall with between the Writers Guild yeah. and the, and the yeah. agencies. Yeah. I mean, I think that part of what came out of that is writers just found each other. And then yeah. showrunners everyone, found the writers and producers. Are the, it's like hashtag writing community. It's actually, as a member of the WGA, it's actually working out remarkably well for, I mean... I think the upper level writers are the ones who are actually suffering the most because they had the most to lose. But the lower level writers, um, up and coming writers, and also the mid level writers, are really uh, finding uh, camaraderie in each other. And the upper level writers are really helping and seeking they out. Want to. They want to. You know, they so it's becoming an amazing community. So and good friends of mine are our upper level writers, like Krista Burnoff, who's a showrunner. Yeah, of course. Uh, Well, it's people like Krista who are really reaching out to the writer community and right. finding all the W the you know up and coming WGA writers who may not have the exposure that she does she and helping people to align themselves with the network that she has to deal with. She uh-huh. she wants to have her agents represent artists and the writer to the best. Right. Uh, well, and that's and that's. As the beginning, I, I, I still don't know how it's shaking. Well, as the business, all. no, it's not. It's that it's an ongoing all. thing. Yeah. It, as the business becomes more complicated with uh, new uh, forms of distribution and um, different outlets and different different like um, a whole different rubric of how uh, television and just content Any is being content. consumed yeah. um, between streaming and television and theatrical. Um, it's all just changing. Um, and it writers is. really want, all we want is to be in control of what we put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, you know, I mean, it's conceived in loneliness and despair. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, you know, you bring it to light and you, you shine it um, and you share it with a director and a producer and you know a dp and wardrobe and everybody who works on the crew and they bring it all in a collaborative fashion to light but you know it really does start the seed starts in the mind of some writer somewhere absolutely and mm-hmm. and Not we just don't want to be forgotten in the process you know i mean well i think that to be forgotten in the process it is i mean it is a business you sell your script the script is sold i get to do what i want with it however I think part of the issue, you know, putting the work out there, but the other part of the issue is how much writers are getting paid. Like what, that is the, like the disparity between where this content begins and where it ends up. 
is also like a key. Well, therein lies the conflict between the Writers Guild and their interest in, in, yeah. in protecting the interests of writers and the agencies and what the agencies want. I mean, they want, they're a for profit business. Money as possible, and they are aligning themselves with because it's it's really a te- this we're t- what we're talking about is a television problem because film too um, well a little bit but it's it's more that um, it's, it's about packaging you yeah which about I, film as well yeah absolutely uh, yeah that's okay but, but that okay I'm not but we can talk that. about it in but the context it, of TV the, I mean uh. in the context of TV. The, a writer, you know, a creator of a series who had the idea, you know, if they get a deal to make their pilot with a network, um, that's going to be valuable. And the, the agency wants that. They want the whole thing. They want, like, okay. From the writer to the director to the lead talent. They, to want, the, they yeah. want a commission on the package. <clears throat> Uh-huh. Right. You know, they're more interested in that than any individual writer selling their script. Of course, somewhere. of course. Because... So, like, and that, and they need to be in that business. But in being in that business, they're aligning themselves with the studios, networks, whatever, and they're not actually representing their client's interests, especially if their client is not the creator of the show, and their client might it be a writer who's applying for a job on that show and then gets it, and. Their their interest then is to pay that that client theirs as little as possible, and that's really, well because me, that, that, that takes away from their trust. share. Any yeah. any any money that goes out to somebody other than the agency that's is taking money of, out of the agency's pocket, right, that's and that's what the agencies problem. don't want. Um, At least my, I mean, I I'm paying very little attention to it right now because I don't have a show on a network right now, so I don't give a fuck actually what happens <laughs> the writers' guild and and their problems. <laughs> I don't care about the Actors Guild and their problems either, unless I have something actually to do with it in that moment. And right now, I'm producing a documentary and not doing with any guilds. Um, <laughs> but soon enough, I'll re-engage with guilds and I'll battle them and whatever. I'll just, I, you know, like, it's all... But it's not the producers. I, you know, it's not the producers you know, I, that we I, have a problem I, with. I appreciate guilds and I'm like, okay, the producers have a guild too. It's all fine. You know, it's like, we just want to make our things and, like, let's make our things. We have our guidelines with this and that. You know, I mean, some of the guilds, I don't understand why they didn't understand what, like, new media was. You know, they, like, people are being screwed. Actors, writers, everyone. Everyone. Directors, guilds. You know, just like, that's your fault, guilds. Like, you know, I, I, I can't go back in time and tell you this is where it's going. Like, studios, networks, that all of that's a thing of the past. It's all going to be just apps. It's all going to be brands. And like, oh, it's all changing. It's, it's like Quibi. Like, yeah, Chris, that's yeah. what I think. Chris I mean, is in the midst of a deal working with people looking at Quibi. You know, Quibi is the... It's like Jeffrey Katzenberg and, and Meg um, Whitman's uh-huh. billions of dollar platform that exactly. is content created, short form content, serialized or not. Which is like YouTube, which is also like... Uh, what is did. the difference between Quibi and something like you like paid for YouTube? Do you know? Well, it's sponsored. Um, it's Quibi is more going to, or my understanding uh-huh. of what Quibi is going to be, it's going to be approximately ten minute bites of content delivered to you um, in the vein of Netflix. So I think they're going to be like a competition more to a Netflix subscription service in the vein of Netflix. But yeah, like, and there's a new one that I, I don't think it's been announced, but. 
out, so I won't say I won't say the name of it, but there's one that is coming out that is going to engage with people who want the content and it's gonna pay them for their data. So like if you go on this thing, this platform, and you can get compensated for what you watch. What you watch. And because that's actually how these companies like are air miles, yeah, exactly. air miles, but but viewing miles. That's how <laughs> YouTube and all and Google and 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 Facebook. And well, there's that's how they're making their money. There's so, all these new ad algorithms yeah. that are really targeting ads yeah. to you know what you I mean what and, you watch. Actually, one thing that all of who us you are, this where table, you watch, Georgie and Roberta and Chris, and one thing that we all have in common is that we are engaged in creating our own content, putting it up on wherever we can put it up. Uh, you know, Georgie is featured in Brandon I Rogers wanted to, I wanted to, I have a question. Oh yeah, please. Quiet. But, um, <laughs> I've been quiet for once. No, so when you then come up with, like, you're a writer, you come up with your idea, you want to get it out there, is it like a real desire to get it out there like visually is that like is that you're well, trying to create <laughs> this or can you go oh i just got this funny idea i can do a quote on twitter do you know what i mean like how's the because it, it's so well i feel bizarre. like over the past couple of years i've been hibernating and just creating content because i have a bunch of scripts that are just in the bottom of a drawer somewhere never seen the light mm-hmm. um and i just decided because I've been working, I work for a, a horror production company doing development work um, and I was concentrating full time doing, um, you know, developing horror material for them. Also, we worked on a documentary um, and just doing, creating content for somebody else. And so in the meantime, while I was doing that, I was kind of like just creating content on my own. And finally, I've kind of come out of my shell I guess and, and put my stuff out into, <laughs> put my stuff out into the world and I just wanted to say um, thank you Roberta and but also I mean credit I just credit I also, is you, darling. let me deliver I would also like thank you thank you but I would like to I would like to thank um, stage 32 for being such a huge champion of me and my work and mm-hmm. um they really they chose my script out of i don't know how many i mean and remember chris is like it was a staff writer on svu law and order svu That's so right. the talent is That's i mean right. you should be thanking yourself for your genius and that you're but putting it out I, there in the I world just, and that I, matters i'm excited <laughs> I don't know. Okay, she was another staff writer in SVU. Um, I was she there. She got attached to a pilot that I did. Nice. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm so sorry. Thanks, Sammy. <laughs> but um, but I mean, because of Stage Thirty Two and 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 being granted, I'm Migra having won the grand prize. Um, yeah. I'm getting to meet, uh, uh-huh. they're setting like up all up kinds of meetings. Um, they're putting me out there and I'm, I'm really like, Hollywood's discovering you, baby. I know. <laughs> and, and it's really, I have to say thanks to both Roberta and stage 32, okay. yes. um, for like really believing in me and, 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 you know, putting my stuff out there and yeah. really like championing my script. So, which is, you know, the, I think that part of what this podcast and a lot of the other work that yeah. you do, Georgia does, I do, Chris yeah. does, 
is about championing artists, yeah. right? That's the whole point yeah. of That's putting the you amazing, know the yeah. work and the time up there. And I believe that no time, you know, like now is the time for us to really double down on that because so much is being taken away in terms of the funding sources that are coming from the government and the funding sources that are coming for independent work. And as that starts to get smaller mm-hmm. and and the, model and the landscape, things. absolutely. It is yeah. a very different model of financing. And artists things. are finding each other. I mean, we're I mean, finding Twitter, each other outside You have to be on Twitter. Uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, through social media, through like... What is that? It's hashtag writing community, hashtag... Screenwriter, screenwriting, screenwriting boost. But there are some top-notch showrunners who are on Twitter, like just openly, like since this you know guild situation, but are openly like, give me your best top ideas, or you know, submit yeah. your well, scripts here, and, and I'll read the know, first ten. I mean, yes, yeah, and Liz Alpern. Who did you have? You had Liz Alpern read your stuff? No, no, no. I was at a WGA event actually. She spoke out recently because she was a friend, and I decided that well, someone brought me, but, but. Her point was like Hollywood wants your ideas. They mm. want to make money from your ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So put it out there. Like yeah. do the best. That's how they make their money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> from your do ideas. Do the best YouTube video you can of something, and someone sees it and it gets all these likes, and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful concept. Like mm-hmm. that's actually in in the most brilliant way imaginable. That's what Brandon Rogers is doing. You know, he's he's putting his stuff out on YouTube and he's got support for it. He's got, uh-huh. he's very uh-huh. well represented. And every time he does anything on social media, it's millions and millions of views and uh-huh. things. And it's like, so you take that and, and you say like, hey, I made this myself. Uh-huh. Yes. No. I just yeah. did that. And you can, <laughs> yes, Roberta did just I make did. an incredible, uh, yeah. she has an incredible project and I'm very excited, but that's yeah. a whole nother podcast. That's a, that's like a whole series of podcasts. I thought you were very podcasts. helpful with. Chris is very helpful. Roberta wrote an amazing script and has a proof of concept. Uh, detox. You know, saying that it detox, which you just finished, are presently editing. Presently, um, yes. But the sizzle is outstanding. read the script. It's great. You know, it's, it's, uh-huh. it looks amazing. The performance is amazing. It's shot beautifully. Um, it's great. That's, and that's, like, that's a great way to do this now. I mean, I would just the only thing I was saying about Georgie and Brandon Rogers uh-huh. is like his proof of concept is like millions and millions and millions of views and followers, like hundreds of millions of uh-huh. views and followers on YouTube. It's just like you you want an audience for your thing? Uh, here I got an audience. You know, just like uh-huh. so, like that. That's an amazing way I think to do a proof creating of concept absolutely because you know, what happens. Yeah, because what happens is Georgie has a script. She meets so she meets Chris Torres and Roberta Monroe, and then from there she finds a producer and a, you know and all of the and voila, you have your project in the can, and that's based and without any you know um, studio involvement. Yeah, and you don't and you don't know like like when we were interviewing the Eastsiders in New York. Yes. They were like, we had they this idea, uh-huh. so they crowdfunded. Two grand, like, uh-huh. like not much, yeah, for the first two episodes. And then and they, they put it out there on on YouTube, and then next thing you know, they're on their fourth season. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what no, giants did that. No James Bland. Yeah. I mean, they knew what they were doing because they were intelligent humans, but they didn't know that like people were gonna watch it. 
Yeah. And I did it. I it's still something <coughs> weird for me, like as like as a performer that's been in this industry since I was five years old, like I'm like, no, pay me or don't give me something amazing and blah, blah, blah. I'm offer I get, only. I get, offer only. <laughs> I get like I get pay or play, pay or play. If I'm doing something that there's no guarantee of anyone to see it. It makes it's still a weird thing for me and I'm like not old. Hopefully you don't say yes to me as old. Mm-hmm. But but You're I'm very like young but I still have like this this thing that's like, oh no, you have to hire me, you have to give me a job, you have to do this, I need a platform, I think and it, and, and there is some sort of like like but, block but there are places there the are places online. Even within that blockage though, like you are you are someone that goes and finds the opportunities mm-hmm. and you're actually very intrepid. Like, you know, it's like okay, fine, I will do a podcast. I mean that's why you're here. You know, well yeah, like, yeah, that's something you know, else. Just like, that's that's but kind of very like, intrepid. As a like, yeah. And you know, it's or, like okay, and then you kind of like find your way into like, okay, I like I will direct this short film or I've written this thing that I'm gonna make. But all those things are brand new things for me that I'm excited that, that that's an opportunity that I can just well, I'm gonna take this risk. Because you get around people that are creating their own opportunities and just putting their content out, and you've been, you know, in things that's gone viral, and, and of course you've, you've, you know, you've you've toured with Adam Ant, you've, uh, you've been in plenty of movies and television shows around the world. Um, but this isn't my podcast. You're creating your Let's opportunities. Let's go back to Chris. Well, no, no, but I think that I think that's a really amazing point because I think that everywhere, all across the world, no matter where you're from, we live in amazing times where if you're an artist or if you have something to say, you can take your iPhone and you can shoot something and you can bring it to the world, and that is an amazing thing. If you have a it vision, it's a terrible thing. But well, it is you an, know, it's an amazing I mean, thing. It democratizes. It does. But I mean, like, yeah. you know, you, if, if you have a voice, well. you can That's be what heard. That's saying. It's just like, put your idea out there, execute it well, uh-huh. and people will respond. I, I, but, people I, want content. But touching works. on what Georgie said about this, like, the, the, the you know, the, the reluctance, really, to put yourself out there in a way that you're not getting paid. Because, you know, we make our money in this way, I get paid, you know, producing, I get paid, you know, yeah. consulting and directing. But to make my own work, I raised 20 grand on Indiegogo. I raised some private money, you know, outside of that. And it was a lot. It was definitely some moments in the shower crying some heavy tears <laughs> because it was it so scary really to say, like, scary. like, support me. Support, not just, you know, don't pay me to, like, do your work, but support what I am putting out in the world. But now more than ever, we have a community. There's a community out there. There's communities, online communities. Like, and I'm going to bring it back to stage 32. They're an online community of directors and writers and DPs. And you can go there and you can can go and find all these people in online Uh and say, I have a script. Will you direct it? Will you shoot it for me? Mm-hmm. Will you crew it up for me? Yeah. And what then. Did you do with Clark? How did you get a name? Uh, well, Nelson and I. Um, hit up Nelson my mom. hit up my mom. Mom, do you love us? Do you support? Do you, do you support want to see us? us? <laughs> 
This well, is an investment in I your future, you, mom. Um, she's our, but you know the thing is like. Yes. We, you know, absolutely. She, we gave her executive uh, producer credit. She, she's amazing. She's an amazing woman who raised two very grateful and appreciative kids. Um, and uh, (laughs) um, no, I mean, I think Nelson and I both like um, my my mom and my dad. Um, before he passed away, have always been champions and supporters um, of all the crazy schemes that we come up with. So (laughs) that's the best thing you can do for your. You know, she's. They've they've yeah, never stifled us, you know. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I is that what podcast? Carry on. <laughs> Go on. I, I just I, I, I feel really I feel really grateful and lucky to have been in an environment where my mom and my dad both encouraged the arts. I mean, they're yeah. both they're both. My dad was an engineer. My mom was a medical bacteriologist. So they both have degrees in science, and right. but. They both appreciate the arts. No, you know, like they took us to the After museum. After she psyched them out, and, she and, became a lawyer. And we didn't. I didn't grow <laughs> up with a lot of money or anything. So, but my parents scraped and saved to take us to the theater, to the museum, like any, you know, any to the opera. And none of us could stand opera. Although I'm starting to like it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, as a prosecutor, you do put on your own little production in yes. front of a jury. It's like, it's like theater. How many cases did you and you tell me this before? Like, out of, like, what was your percentage of wins? Oh. It's an important, important <laughs> thing to know. It's not important. It's I important. was a, I, I, she did well. She's, she's so modest. She's modest. <laughs> I served, out of 20? I served the people of Brooklyn with... Mm. Um, and I'm, with integrity, and I am very, I was very honored to she's represent her. She's a Libra. She's a Libra with Libra rising. She's on her share of thugs, and she made those <laughs> so What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm grateful to the people of Brooklyn for um, being able to serve them. And, and I, I just, uh, I think public service is very important. I do too. I do too. I mean, you know, I, I worry about, you know, Today. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) No, I do think no, I think it's beautiful. Like I think people that that do things like that, whether serving the army or being a prosecutor or whatever, I think that's amazing. Um, For the betterment of society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean we need that. I think we We need need people people service. Service is important. Yeah, I mean like we were recently However however, whatever form it takes. Uh Somewhere on this trip we were talking about Yes. Which is prosecution gone wrong? Um, the, the Central Park Five and Donald Trump and all that stuff. I am old enough to remember that. Yeah, I remember when so it good. happened. And then and her her movie's brilliant. It was shocking at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you have chosen a different path now since getting away from. But I'm sure that you still do have that. I imagine you do. I should ask a question. Do you still have that, you know, impulse to 
commit yourself to public service. I do. I think no, no. When we're in the car well, driving on the highway, when Roberta's driving, absolutely. <laughs> However, um, I do. Uh, yeah, and I, I think I think public service is very important, and 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 I feel really blessed. I mean, I I can feed myself, I can clothe myself, and. Um, and I'm grateful for that. Uh-huh. I'm grateful for the yeah, opportunities and the sacrifices that those who came before me made. And I feel it's like my duty and everybody's duty. I mean, we're part of a community. We should help each other. Um, we are as humans. Uh-huh. Indeed, um. indeed. And we should all help each other. And we all rise up. We all lift up. You know, we all lift up together. Like the rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. An oh, apt Nantucket imagery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also about like crowdfunding but yeah. as an artist, yeah. reaching out to a community. And, you, and it's, you, yeah. You succeed in collaboration. Nobody, makes, nobody makes a film in a vacuum. And, and we yeah. do need... As I mentioned in my book, uh-huh. How Not to Make a Short <laughs> Film, uh-huh. Secrets from a Sundance Programmer. Okay. What you need a community of well, geniuses. <laughs> it's on Amazon. <laughs> yes, you can read it, or you could listen to my How much is it? tones for nine hours. Oh, did you actually do an audio book? Yeah, my book is my book is my publisher is Hachette, my darling. So yes. Hachette <laughs> <laughs> is lovely. They're fantastic. Who? They had you do it. Yeah, it? they did. Uh, you, you do have you have a nice. You read it. Thank you. You read it. I read the whole thing. Yeah, I narrated really? the whole book. It did you read lot. it out loud? It was the hardest thing I think I did in my. Did whole you read life. it out loud? Did it and the? Did it take all day? Uh, oh, it took Did seven it days. Place? Yeah, it took yeah. seven days in total. Wow. Yeah, of all dayness. Very exciting. There's a lot of really, well, really I, very valuable information in the book. I've read it, and she still hasn't signed my copy. Just want to point that out. <laughs> On the record. Happy anniversary. Well, <laughs> and on that note. On that note, as we get into, as we stray off the professional. Um, but, you know, thank you for being on the podcast. I, I have had a really nice time. Thank you. Clark is, you can see it. Can Clark see it? Eventually. So shortly. It will, you'll see, it'll be out. Yeah, it's well, I have one more. I mean, if. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It was um, the festival? Um. Not that to I hear know back. of right now. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear back. Was that Idlewild? It was here, and then it's been submitted to a few other festivals. It's so charming. <clears throat> I really, really, really liked it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's it was fun. I tell I you, know, we I had brother, he like him. he's fun. He's, he's fun. fun. Yeah. Nelson's fun. <laughs> he's got a great Smart. sense of humor, and I mean, this is really all uh, he conceived the whole idea in his twisted little brain. So yeah. I love it's, him. It's actually, it's, it's both charming and quite disturbing. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I really, I really, really As like is that. Nelson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's, he's, a, he's, uh, he's very smart and he knows a lot about film and he's... Um, and congratulations on everything that you were doing. Thank you. Like the stuff that's coming up, like with the... She's on fire. Yeah, I mean, just like the, the awards that you're winning and... Uh, the attention that you're getting, the opportunity to make films that you're getting, which is really great. You know, it's like that. I'm very, very excited for you. It's been really a um, real pleasure to get to know you over these past few days here at the Nantucket Film Festival. Thank you. Thank you. Thank likewise, you likewise. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Right. Thank well, you I look forward us. to collaborating with you in the future. Okay. <laughs> I can do that.